0: Hey guys, good morning. This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. Just wanted to share some points on going hard and failure and how to approach it. It's something that we all go through, especially as you're newer to training with power. You, and I shouldn't say you, I should say we have this idea that we're going to crush every interval and that when we don't you know, things have gone awry, either something's wrong with yourself, something's wrong with the plan, something, it just happens. And it could also be where are you like, if you're in week three of a block, I talk about this a lot, you might just be getting tired, like you've crushed a couple weeks, and it's just the body's ready for a break. And if you can squeeze out some more intervals, great. But if you need a rest, it's not that you're failing, it's just your body took what it could. And it's time to shift into recovery. But I have an athlete who we're working on some softer skills, some nutrition stuff, things like warming up properly, mental game. And today I just emailed them back like, hey, what's up? He quit a FTP interval like pretty abruptly. Wasn't failing, just something happened. And I could tell it was quit and then it went to a Zwift race. And he had said, hey, you know, thanks for all these comments before my workouts. I appreciate it. That new warm up looks good. Um, I haven't dialed in this routine, da 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 and then it was, hey, I don't really know what happened this morning. I haven't figured it out, but these intervals are just getting in my head. Starting last night, I started to dread the workout in a way that I never do for a race, and then I just couldn't get out of my own way while I was riding. It was really dumb stuff too, like I purposefully was not in erg mode, but one gear was at 340 watts at the cadence I wanted, and one was at 370. I just couldn't make up my mind, and then I felt like I was fighting the bike more than putting out Smooth power. I didn't expect it to be easy, but this just went back and forth in my head and I just bailed. I figured I'd try a threshold ish Zwift race that was really more like 90 to 95% and then some one minute bursts. Certainly a good workup, but not the structure I need. Then he goes on to say something that's very insightful. Maybe we start looking at these more as time and zone, maybe six by five minutes to start so that I get the sensation and feel for riding that effort level just as opposed to mashing. So time and zone, I'm a big fan of that. You heard Ashton Lambie talk about he's a big fan of that. Getting the work in is great. What I said, though, is he, he did eight minutes today. It was supposed to be a three by 15. He did eight minutes, so we know he can do eight minutes. So don't go back to six by five. Try three by eight. And maybe you can add one more, get a half an hour of work in. The other thing with the cadence, remember, we're riding bikes that have a certain number of gears and sometimes you're stuck, like you're not, it's not a perfect dial. It doesn't go zero to a hundred, stopping at every digit. So there are plenty of times where I have to up my cadence or lower my cadence a little bit so that I hit the power target that I want. This, and we've been talking about this a lot, the power control aspect of controlling your watts, especially as you get to higher intensities, is super important because it's going to allow you to ride harder for longer because you're going to be producing less lactate from less surges. Said differently, if you don't control your watts very well, when you're trying to do an FTP interval or racing with really fast people and you're like constantly over-gassing it because you can't control the watts, Um, And if I'm not saying this in the right way, like you just can't pin it in a very uh, short span, say from like 300 to 320, you're like 270 to 350. That lactate production is eventually going to come back to bite you and you're not going to be able to clear it fast enough and you're going to get dropped sooner than you would um, if you were able to control the watts and just humming along. And you know, the longer you can last with faster people, the better of a chance you have for things to lay up a little bit, you get some recovery, et cetera, et cetera, so it's super race specific. So you just need to MacGyver it, I said, like you need to find a way to get that done. It's not always gonna be easy, and sometimes you're in between gears, and it's like, okay, I gotta mess with my cadence, and that's where some of these drills come in that you just sporadically wanna do, some super high cadence above 105 for 10 minutes, Don't even worry about the power when you need to lay out the power and you have to pick your cadence up a few RPMs to adjust to the gearing. That way over gearing will help with that. Also, high torque stuff. It's good for some athletes. It's very athlete dependent. But even if you just sprinkle in some five to 10 minute efforts where you're doing 70 RPM, maybe 60 RPM, if you're an experienced high torque user, we'll say, um, just watch out for your knees. Everyone responds differently to that. If it creates a problem, it's not the interval that you want to do. But the whole point of this podcast, this really quick, quick hitting podcast, is he quit. I said, hey, let me be frank with you. At the end of the day, you quit. You bailed. You went and did low threshold workout. It's not going to be the adaptations that you wanted. And then you were like, okay, well, since I'm going easier here, I'm going to go harder and do one minute bursts. Probably didn't go hard enough to actually work anaerobic capacity. Just got more tired. So if you can't do FTP, don't bail and just make up some workout. I honestly would say, if you're that mentally in a funk about it, I think he found the solution of doing some time in zone work and breaking it up. But for that specific session, when you're on the bike, I would just ride endurance tempo. Get the KJs in. Don't shred yourself too much. Don't add more fatigue. You want to come back stronger so that the next time you have this workout you're going to be able to complete it. It is Thursday. So he most likely is going to have a recovery day tomorrow, a couple medium to long rides on the weekend, and he'll be back on Tuesday. So the mindset, you know, don't overthink these intervals. It's just a bike ride. And once you have to tell yourself or what I, you can tell yourself, whatever you want, what I tell myself is, cause I get super anxious when there's like a really hard interval set coming up. I'm like, dude, this is just a bike ride. I've done everything I can do to put my best foot forward today. If I've got it, I've got it. If I don't, I don't. And if you don't a few times in a row, then you know something's wrong. I mean and not wrong, but you're just off course. You're either your targets are too high. Um, there's something if you're using WKO and you're following like the algorithmic suggestions, somehow it has bad data and it's giving you weird targets you might be tired. Like a lot of people, we forget that in week three, you might just be smoked. Take a couple days rest, take a rest week, fully absorb the training, and then come back and smash it. So rest weeks are really important. It's where you get faster. Hope this helps you out on your journey to becoming a faster cyclist. Get stronger, get better. Keep going after it. One percent gains every day. They all add up. Take care, guys. See ya. Oh, and hey, We don't charge anything for this stuff, but we would love if you shared it. And if you follow us on YouTube, please subscribe. Thanks so much. See ya.